Welcome back to Detroit International. We're going to pick right back up where we left off at part two stories on Snake One. Older females, like I said, they know what they want already. Before, if you're a young cat coming in, they're going to mold you to what they want you to be. You know, they got a short lifespan. They already almost close to death. They're not playing those games. Bro, I'll tell you what an older chick, like older chick go through and strains in Japan. My uh, my first girlfriend in Japan, I was 23. She was uh, hey, chicks coming, chicks coming like them bitch. I'm digging in every month. Hey, I feel them. But yeah, man, them older chicks is. Uh -huh, you know what I'm saying? I throw you off. Yeah, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Them older chicks on another level, man. No, like I dated one in Japan. That's what I'm about to say. I dated one in Japan, and. She, she was 33, I was 23. So then she was like, look, I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to get married, this and that. So this is what she did. She took me in the middle, so she knew I couldn't swim like that. We in the water. She took me in the middle of the water on a surfboard. We just talking. And she's like, y'all trying to get married soon. So, and I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of the water. I look around, I'm like, oh. Bro. She know I can't swim. So we talking. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. life or death, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. She's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Propose. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> right? So then she started getting as close to the land. The minute she joined back to her house, I had her up. I was like, yeah, I don't think we working. My homeboy that hooked us up, he tried. He's like, bro, I always want the, I'm always want the smasher. He tried to go back. She was like, no, I used to date your boy. He's like, fuck him. He Don't asked know. me, of course. I was like, bro, you can, if she lets you get it, probably won't, though. Them older girls are psychotic, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember the old girl that I told you the story about just a while ago in San Antonio. I remember living with her, dog. And, like, when she would get mad, dog, it was like when a whole nigga was getting mad. I had to prepare to fight. Like, not saying we got physical with each other. Well, I didn't get physical with her. Bro, I like I remember uh, arguing with her and walking in the bedroom to get away with it, get away from it. Shuddy gonna fucking throw a beer bottle shit right by my head and put a big ass hole in the wall. Boom, didn't have no problem with it. Yeah. I remember being in the kitchen arguing with her about like minuscule stuff, like just little shit that you'll have an argument with and be like, no, you know, I don't think we should put that there. Let's pop, pop, pop. Stealing off of me, and I'm just like, and see, and the thing about it is, soon it's like they're caught a cosplay. I don't know, I ain't never put my hands on it. I never got. So I'm there. just saying, I'm yeah. just saying though. I mean, I, I, but they would call it and be like, he he hit me. It'd be some thin lie between love and hate. You Dog, I don't, I don't know because she was like, Shorty was like, Shorty's from Michigan. She's from Lansing. Lansing? Okay, I know about but, Lansing. But her her family is like from Mexico. Okay. So like she got a daddy deep in the cartel, uncle deep in the cartel, you know, a bunch of family members. And that's what she's always talking about. Like, oh, you're going to piss me off and I'm going to tell the wrong person. Like, what you mean? She was like, I remember arguing with her one day. She was like, you're going to piss me off and I'm going to tell the wrong person. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, just know, just know I've been over there in Mexico when they were uh, putting bodies in acid. And I said, so you just going to let somebody kill me? Over over uh, the placement of the cereal, like what's wrong with you? You mad because I didn't clean before work? Like fuck wrong with you? Yo, she about to she about to take you over a cereal box. Dog, I'm I'm telling you, like when she would bring me around her family, like great people, amazing people. She's a great girl too. Um, 
I was scared. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if you know me, I'm not scared of much. Dog. Right. She had me, like, on my P's and Q's, dog. Like, what do you want me to wear today? What do you want me to say, master? You want me to sing and dance? What you want me to do? Yo, so tell me about your first time going to a strip club. My first time going to a strip club. Okay. I got to think. I got to think. So how did you act? Was you smooth? Was you cool? So first, I think I'm pretty sure my first time in the strip club is so we're in Chicago, Great Lakes, because prior to then I had never been in the strip club. And still to this day, over there where I'm from, I had never been to the strip clubs over there. So, like, you know, I, I left. Uh, I went to Chicago for boot camp, blah, blah, blah. You know, my the, my job schooling was over there, so I'm there. I remember we going to the city, and they're like, we're going to go to the strip club. And I ain't never been to the strip club, bro. Is that strip club? Oh, never mind. Rewind, 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 <laughs> rewind. Uh, All right. You know, I'm old. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, not even in Chicago, I wasn't going to the strip club. So, I come out here for the first time in San Diego when I'm stationed on the, the small boat with my boy. The one with I, the little darlings? Nah. Yeah, I've been to little darlings before, but you know what I'm talking about, my boy. Yeah. Um, and so they take me, and he's like, like their whole division, bro. So you got to think, like, me? Like, they've been out here for a couple of years. I ain't never been out here. So they just like, they know everybody. They know what street club to go to. Their motherfuckers are just like, ah. Get a private dance and then offer a 40. And I'm like, what, what what's gonna happen if I offer a 40? Like, is she gonna transform? What the fuck is gonna happen? <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, Who you gonna let dance from? Optimus Prime? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm sitting in there, you know, and I'm drinking and I'm just sipping and I'm watching everybody. I'm just, man, bro, they keep picking the, the same couple of girls. Like, what's going on? And they're going to the same like fucking back stall. So, you know, in California, they have it all separated by stalls yeah. and rooms and shit. So I'm just like, what the fuck? And then, like, I get to dance, and then she's like, are you going to give the extra 40? And I was like, I was like, nah, I just want to dance. And then she's like, you sure? And I was like, okay. So I give her 40, and then she's just like, yeah, you got 30 seconds before the camera comes on. I was like, what the <laughs> What? Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm just, I've never been here before. I don't know how this works. I've never been anywhere before. And she just like grinding, dancing. She was like, "You can pull it out and touch me with it." And I'm like, "I'm scared." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, "What the fuck's going on?" So that's like at one, and then we get on the ship and we go underway, and now we're in L.A. Uh, so you know, California girls, the library, all that oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, the library is my joint though. I was going there with one of my first classes. We were doing hitting that spot hard, dog. Like. That was the first time when I knew, like, in the Navy, you could be somebody. Because my man pulled out $1,200. Like, it wasn't shit. And he was like, yeah, we finna have a time, bro. He was like, your first three dances on me. And you know what I'm saying? If you've been to the strip club, a motherfucker tell you your first three dances, dog, that's a lot of money adding up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we're there. We just having a – he buys a bottle, you know. And that's when it starts putting me to game. That's why I become the nigga that I am today. <laughs> you know, you hang out with the dogs, you become a puppy. You know. So they're putting me on game. We go there. We go the multiple ones. Like, and then, you know, in California, the all nude ones, they don't sell liquor. So we would stop at the Ralph's across the street and we would down the fucking, what is it, the seven, 750 milliliters? Each of us would get one. We would down it with some uh, Coke and then head in there, shoot in there, drunk, drunk before your buzz wears off. And we're in there and we're just enjoying our time, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, and then all this shit happens. I'm hitting set club, hitting the strip clubs here, and then I go overseas. First of all, the, the the clubs overseas, bro. United States will never have shit on them motherfucking clubs. Bro, while you playing to jump back to Japan and shit, I remember my first time partying in Tokyo. All right. By the time you walked out the club, it was 10 a.m., bro. Yes. Oh, we walked out the club 10 a.m. and it's dudes in business suits heading to work while I'm sitting there vision blurry as fuck. Up the Japanese dudes passed out in the middle of the street. I'm leaning. Police walk right by me. As long as you're not causing a problem, they don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck, bro. Like, yeah, you're right. Overseas clubbing, casting in the it's states, so different. Like, I remember. You know, I'm not gonna say his name, but I remember with being homie, we were there in uh, I believe it was Guam, and oh, Guam crazy too. Guam was crazy, and you know, G spot. Everybody talks about the G spot. My homeboy on Guam right now. He's stationed. Yeah. So we we were like curfew was at four, three or four, and now it was at three, and it's five o'clock. We still in G spot. G spot closed at three. Oh, so sometimes they got the asshole. Did they leave y'all in the club, or no. did they go sit to the bar to the after hour spot? Nah, G spot closed at three. We were still in there. Okay, so yeah, sometimes we was in there at the bar, is, at the, the pole, everything. Sometimes they close it and send people upstairs. So I met a chick off uh the you know what, yeah. and uh she took me upstairs to yeah. the after hour spot. So yeah, I never knew that. I had never been there though. I know like my first day in Guam, one of my boys was getting a tattoo at the spot, literally right next door. And like being out there waiting for him, and I'm just sitting there chilling, you know, feeling myself. You know, if you know deployment Ortiz, you know I keep the I keep the hats on me like crazy, yeah. fedoras, all that shit. So I had my fedora on, you know, and I tried to come up to me. She's like, I'm from Alaska. Where you from? I was like, I'm from Texas. And she's like, Well, I love I love your accent. You got a little country, but you got a little hood with you too. And I was like, oh, Okay. And she's talking to me, and she was like, Well, I work right here in the G spot. And as soon as she said that, you know, because everybody. Horror stories, G spot. Just don't get caught a G spot. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that's cool. Sure, good leaves. And I'm thinking, oh cool. She stopped fucking me. She went and got a beer and came back and gave it to me. And she's like, well, I got you a beer, blah blah blah. Mm, okay. So she's, she's chilling, she's talking, and I'm telling her, you know. And then I'm like, nah, I'm not hanging out here. We're heading downtown, like to the strip. And she's like, okay, well I'll be here. You know, I, I work here, blah blah blah. We we introduce with like exchange names and such and such. So I go, I party, and then I link up with one of my other boys. And, like, crazy shit had happened that night, you know. Like I had bumped into some Marines that didn't like me, you know. I was trying to run the fade with one. They tried to jump me because I was by myself. I was with another person. But when I linked up with the rest of the crew, my dad, you know, they had shit to say. Exactly. So it was late as fuck. I'm with a male and two females, and we're hit that strip club. And the, the females were like, this ain't our spot, so we're leaving. And then curfews already happened. So me and him, we're like, oh, fuck it. He and they are some in there. He's like, I said, bro, you gonna get some money out there too? He's like, I don't need it. I'm like, I'm like okay. So I got a, I got like, I think like three or $400 cash on there at that point. And he's like, hey, bro, let me borrow 20. I see him talking to Shardy. I was like, cool, give it to him. I'm like, come back. Hey, bro, let me borrow 40. I give it to him. He come back. And he's not doing that. He just talking shit. And he's like drinking and shit like that. And like we're just chilling there. And bro, I remember coming out of that motherfucker, it was daylight. Like it was like I remember in the taxi with him to my hotel and I get there and short patrols everywhere. That shit just make you feel I don't I'm gonna say shitty. But when you get out, you like, yo, what the fuck did I do, bro? 
Dog, especially like looking around in the club, it's me, him, and other chiefs. And I'm like, damn, I ain't no motherfucker. I ain't one of these weird old men. What the fuck am I in this motherfucker? I ain't never had no problem doing that. You feel me? Bro, you already know, bro. So look, I'll tell this quick one, bro. So we's in Guam. Same place, right? So we had this new AO chick who used to be a stripper. So she started stripping on the pole in the club. And this old chief come over there like, yeah, I got the dollars. <laughs> and we like, yo, man, get your little freaky ass up out of here. He's like, I don't know what you mean. Let me get up in here. This is all AOs. We all sitting there like, no, I get up out of here. Dude was like an AT. Like, let me get up in here. I got some dollars. Like, get your freaking the fuck out of here, bro. But no, nah, yeah. And guess who was out late at night afterwards? Them motherfuckers. Bro, they always out there, dog. Like, them motherfuckers always preaching about, oh, behave, do this, do that. Them motherfuckers be out there wild. Bro, like in Japan, dog. Did you hear about the one chick that tried to hop the fence and won? Nah. He was drunk. He just ran out the fence and was like, I'm a chief. On base? And they said, nah, but still getting these handcuffs. Yeah. He was out of town. He was just drunk. He lost his ID. He ran out the fence, tried to climb it. Fucked up. Dog, that's like in Japan. So in Japan, we so on our deployment, people were fucking up left and right. People would just stay fucking up, fucking up, fucking up, fucking up, fucking up. So we had curfews with everything, bro. There was like limitations and everything. So I remember being in Japan, and it's crazy because we we did this intentionally. We booked hotel rooms an hour from where the ship docked because right. we didn't want to be around no navy personnel. So we're out there, dog, and like we're we're in a town where. You're seeing all the signs, no round eyes, no round eyes, no round eyes, no Americans, no round eyes. You know, so I'm like, damn, where we at? Because, you know, you get them briefs and you're like, they don't fuck with Americans like that. So we try to go into this uh, bar. Remember, it's like $30, all you can drink, all the women, blah, 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 free. So we walk in there and it's like them but old Japanese, man. And everybody's staring hard as fuck. Bartender staring hard as fuck. One of the waitresses is like, y'all can't be in there. So we're like, what are you talking about? And she was like, we don't we don't like round eyes around here. So we're walking. We found a little bar. And that's the first time I had uh, what they call it, the Japanese moonshine. Uh, some little old lady, old as fuck, making the shit. And that's why I was eating those um, the plums that are soaked in the liquor. And I didn't know what they were. Oh, yeah, that. Like, everybody was like, oh, they nasty as hell. And I was like, they ain't that nasty. It's just like Mexican candy. So I'm like, I'm eating them. And I'm like, damn, I'm getting fucked up. And then I'm drinking that moonshine, and I'm the only one that was like, "Give me a chaser," and everybody tasted it, because like their shit's on another level. Bro, so we're there. Jack, like I said, like like shit, we sitting here drinking on the hobble, like we already yeah, yeah it got you liquor. saucy. Yeah. So like we ended up going to all you can drink spot twenty four ninety nine, habasaki, everything's free, bro. All you can drink, so you're out there pounding. So if y'all don't know what habasaki is, is pretty much it's gonna numb the inside of your body, like your kidneys and shit, your liver. So you can be drinking, drinking, drinking. So we pounding it. But once that motherfucker wears off, that shit hits you like it's a ton of bricks. Hard. It'll be fucked up. So we in there taking shots of the hobble. We taking shots of Patron. We're drinking Corona, Corona, Corona. We're out there living it up. Rooftop bar. And then we leave. I remember me and my boy, Massey. We there at a, we are a fancy-ass fucking hotel. We're like on the 33rd floor. And we're like looking for somewhere to smoke. So we're smoking in this room. And that's the last memory I had. Like, I remember fucking hallucinating like a motherfucker that night. I don't know who helped me get to my room. Like, apparently, I talked to my dad. You know, I was crying. Shit was all fucked up. And I didn't remember none of that. And my dad's telling me, he was like, you were just acting up. 
I was like, I don't remember none of that shit from last night. Bro, I remember just running around. To, you know, I, I spent five years in Japan. Yeah. Like three and then, then, then two. But I mean, my homeboys, he got into a fight with a Japanese dude, threw one of the slowest punches in life. Like the dude. Oh, the Japanese the, dude or your homeboy? My homeboy threw one of the slowest punches. So he finally hit this dude. We running down the steps in Tokyo, running away. This dude slips down like eight, like like 10, eight steps as bouncing off the step. Pop, pop, pop. Multiple Japanese dudes chasing us. Like, it's like a fucking anime like behind it, bro. We fucking take off. And once we hit the streets, they can, we was gone. The only thing they had was they can see we don't look like everybody else. Yeah. But in Tokyo, if you cut through a couple of them alleys, like, you gone. You're done, yeah, because, bro, I'm telling you. So you live in America, man, you blessed, regardless of how you living, because you're not living uh, some of these third world countries are living. Like I've been in the, to, uh, you know, what is it called? Thailand, bro. And I remember like you could pay for everybody's dinner there and spend like fucking six dollars American and they 15 people at the table, bro. So the crazy Filipino ex-girlfriend I had, bro, I, so back when we, me and her was a couple, we had a hotel room in the Philippines and our hotel room costs six months of a college uh tuition over there yeah that's what I'm like oh this is nice yeah they ain't never seen they want to stay in our room i remember like doug i was out there in a fucking jacuzzi bathtub overseeing the balcony with grass on my balcony and i only spent i was there for a week and i only spent 62 dollars i'm trying to think who's in the hotel like from my hotel yeah it was crazy i think pitbull was in there and he looked at us. We looked at him. I, said, I don't care. I was like, I'm gonna listen to you like that. So you good? I ain't about to rush up for all the rap. I'm about to rush. <laughs> Miami, you should have said Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I got this little girl. She ain't no ass. I'm telling her to shake it. I got stuff I gotta do. Shake it. I got stuff I gotta do later. But now the crazy thing about the ho- the hotels in the Philippines is you get armed guards at your hotel room. So let's say if you participate in some, you know, extracurricular activities, if you got some females to the room and when they leave, the hotel room will call your hotel room. So the hotel will call your room to make sure that the girls can leave that you invite. That way they didn't steal shit because motherfuckers be out there stealing. Like like that's something we we need to justify. It ain't like, oh, no fucking taking shit. These motherfuckers be stealing. Steal your phone, your wallet, your passport. And see, you know, the crazy part is it's like, Bro, it's like their places like um uh high rain by rain girls can't be in the streets after an escort yeah, after, a certain yeah. Time. you gotta have a male escort so our regular females from the boat was getting harassed like I'm yeah, they're not with a group of people yeah, yeah they motherfuckers yeah in danger in danger bro. like i don't think people understand when they go to like the fucking bahrain and all these places like i remember leaving uh we were not even on base we're on a fucking port the port of Bahrain, mm. you don't tell me where all them buses are. Yeah. You get off of that motherfucker, and the first thing you see is a motherfucker sitting there on a big ass fucking gun, just chilling in the back of the truck, and you're just like, damn, I ain't safe out in these streets. And you know, you go through all them briefings and they're like, Bro, I forgot who I was talking motherfuckers to. don't they don't look at you with respect. Everybody's disgusted by the look at you. And so you're in the mall, and all these people are looking at you like you ain't shit. Bro, I can't remember what freak nasty dude I was talking to at the command house. I want to go to Bahrain. I need some Ethiopian bitches. Like, <laughs> yeah, we we had a homeboy that was out there on the plumbing with us. Like, I remember being in. Uh, so if y'all know 
if you've ever been to Bahrain, it's like Club 787 or 757, some bullshit like that. It's right inside of the visitor center. So it's a club for all military, you know, and it'd be popping. They got pool tables and shit like that in there. And I remember, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. you know, tomorrow I went, but it was closed. So we went up to the bar. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we were. We're at the bar club. It's all the same thing now. So we were there. And then, like, I remember my phone goes off. I look at it. It's my bo- it's it's fish. If y'all know who fish is, y'all know who he is. If y'all don't, y'all don't. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? So fish is like, yeah, I'm at this apartment down American Alley. And I'm like, okay, bro, you need help? What's going on, dog? Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm here. And I said, okay, bro, you need help? What the fuck you need? Like, why are you messaging me? What's going on? He was just like, yeah, Nelly was out here with me, but uh, he decided to leave. He didn't like what I was getting into. And I, <laughs> I said, so you need help? Okay, well, I'll leave base right now. And like, so I'm walking in and I get it. He's like, nah, only come out here if you got $30. And I said, who ain't got $30? Yeah, like, what do you 30. what do you mean? He's just like, ah, motherfucker started sending me nasty ass sex videos of himself. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm in here with all the whores. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you're right, bro. I'm gonna go back to the bar, dog. That ain't for me. I said, hey, but if you need me, I'm down the street. You know, I'm at the bar. I'm at the bar chilling with everybody else. And he's like, nah, hurry up. And I was like, nah, you hurry up, bro. What are you playing, bro? I know a dude, so we was in we was in Greece. I watched the dude get turned down from a prostitute. <laughs> it's like these nerdy dudes. They was like, we yeah. got money. The girl's like, no, we good. <laughs> bro, that's like that kind of I looked at the dudes. Bro, corrupt, bro. Like, broke they spirit. Dog, because like, you can't do shit. You're just like, you hurt. <laughs> like I remember being in Thailand, dog, and like if you never been to Thailand. So I was in Patong Beach, but I stayed in Phuket City. So you go down Patong Beach, these bitches are grabbing you, damn near molesting you. Like they they want you to come up in there. They just like bro, and like what they're asking for is like $10, $20 American. Mm. Like I remember like it's to the point where you get it gets annoying. Like you just like, I hate this shit here. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all stop. Quit. Leave me the fuck alone. Let me go. Yeah, uh-huh. let me go. Stop grabbing me. I ain't your caramel uh-huh. fucking dropper. Stop calling me that, bitch. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. but it's that caramel dropper. No, bitch, I ain't. Leave me the fuck alone. You know what I get? I get chocolate. Yeah. Man. Chocolate, chocolate man. man. Chocolate man. <laughs> That's any of them Asian countries. Yeah. Yeah. But no, man, like, that's the that's the only thing I can thank the military for is travel travel because you see everything like dog i've prayed with monks i've touched tigers you know what i'm saying i've seen fucking horrible fucking water storms i've seen it all dog i've been out there to all these countries seen all these different cultures i zip line i see motherfuckers get hit with spiders that are bigger than my goddamn hand you know just crazy shit dog. i must skydive all this shit i've been out there and walked on a what do they call us in Hawaii when, like, when you go to the wrong side of the island where no, uh, like, no Americans are allowed? I'm in Hawaii. That's why I was asking. Okay. So there's, like, a part of the island where it's, like, I can't There's no foreigners, but they'll, they'll tell you that. There's a certain flag you see. So, like, when you're in, so, like, the so, Middle East, it's, like. So, so, so kind of like the Brady Bunch. I'm, I'm thinking about the Brady Bunch episode when the motherfuckers took the little rock. And started getting bad luck and shit. It's, it's, it, like, was it that part of the island? Yeah. So pretty much, like. I remember uh, we were with two dudes, and they were like, we want to go skydiving. But where we went skydiving was on, like, I think, the west side of the island. 
So we dropped them off and like they were like, Oh, do you want to want to go skydive and I'll pay for it? And I was like, No, you know, that's not really for me. So like we going, um, me and my boy were like, we're gonna go on this this fucking nature hike because they these beaches, bro, like these beaches aren't touched by like Americans, civilians, tourists, none of that shit. Bro, you know one thing about Hawaii is they don't like you out there. Bro. Yeah, so we're on that beach, dog, and like, well, you you know me how I look. I look, I got a little Samoan look to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay, so, so yeah, I, yeah, so I'm fitting in. Good. Yeah, I'm fitting in, and and I had remembered that at the bar before. The bouncer was asking me. He was like, "You're from, you're from Samoa, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, my dad's over there." And I, bro, I was getting love, free drinks, and everything that night. So I'm there. They're not fucking with me, but my boy's black. So like, they're looking at him, and he's standing by the jeep. And so, like, he's like, I'm there, and I'm just, like, recording. I'm on my GoPro. And then he's like, well, let's go for a hike up this mountain, Doug. And I remember, like, I'm in some Gucci slides, like, the black, the red, the, the uh, green ones that everybody yeah. has. I'm in them motherfuckers. I take them off. Like, I'm, the trail starts. I leave them right there at the beginning of the trail. I'm like, fuck them. If somebody else steal them, they're going to steal them, dog. So I'm walking barefoot. My feet are fucking cut up going up this mountain, dog. But it's like the most beautiful beach you'll ever see. You're saying all this beauty, we're going through so much pain. So much pain, dog. And I'm just like, you know, fucking my boy's like freaking out. He's like, you left Gucci slides up there. You just bought them. I was like, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. It'd be all right. Somebody take them. They need them more than me. You know, fuck that. Uh, no, nah, but when you know on deployment, you're like so you. so appreciative of everything. And then yeah, all the money's yeah, coming oh, in. Yeah, because yeah, money coming in. Money coming in. And you're just like, Still that shit. I go buy two pair. What's up? <laughs> uh, so like we're walking and like we're just like there. I'm picking up lava rocks. I have so much shit, bro. Now I look at my feet. My feet are bleeding. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's time to go. Feet like it's throwing up games, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I go back. My 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 sandals are still there. You know, it's a good day. But then I notice. So like somebody else told me, hey, we try to go to that part of that island, and they towed our car as soon as we got out. And I said, well, shit, it must be because I'm smoking. <laughs> And I ain't even Samoan, you know what I'm saying? That's how I be. Some of the places, if you don't, like I said, I heard about my homeboy. Excuse me. They call him slipping at a mall. Whole bunch of Samoan dudes jumped them. Dog. That's... They put the beats on them. Yes. And luckily, some people happened to pull up. He hopped in a car and pulled off. But they beat the brakes. Hey, man, you go to these Samoan islands like Guam and shit like that. You're not trying to bang it out with the locals. Bro, that's my home, my homeboy out there. He stayed next to some big... So his house is nice. My homeboy, uh, first class, Danny, about to put on Chief out there. Yeah. He stayed next to like one of the biggest drug dealers in Guam. Okay. And the dude be like, while or not, there's nothing he can say and do. Because he run that part of the island. Like, I was in Guam, bro, and that's like, I like Guam, but Hawaii, I remember... Um, but uh, if you stay there, you get stir crazy. My boy there yeah, right now. Yeah, because it's a little tiny. Yeah, they don't right. have shit there, dog. Literally, I could walk up and down, and that's it. That's like, it. it's literally about drinking, drinking, and getting a massage. That, bro, it's like a million massage. That's all this shit is. Massage parlors up and up and down that bad boy. You, Hey, and the strip clubs. Yes, massage, strip, clubs. strip clubs, tattoos, and clubs. Yeah, like I remember because I was- hotels, yes. Yes, I stayed at a really nice resort. Which one? You said an outrigger? The Hilton. The Hilton? Yeah, the biggest. It's like one of the biggest resorts out there. It has a water park on private beach, all that shit. I'm going to tell you why the outrigger is nice. They had wooden doors, so wooden curtains. If you close the wooden curtains, you can black out your room. Mm. That's the only thing I liked. So, well, what I liked about the Hilton is they set up everything. So we want to go ride ATVs. We want to go uh, zip lining. They did all that shit. But you don't do shit. And, bro, they had like. 
a fucking mall in their hotel. Like I five star oh, yeah, restaurants, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, everything, oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. Like one of one of my favorite pictures is I'm out there in a fucking Raptors jersey. <laughs> All right, so look, we back at it. We back at it like a motherfucking crack at it. <laughs> you know, I was about to pussy say that. popping on a motherfucking handstand, bro. Oh man, damn! I nah, crack at it. Nah, we back at it like a motherfucking crack at it. Pussy popping on a motherfucking handstand. Oh, I thought you were a little crack man. Hey, why? You know what I'm saying? That's just the rapper in me, crack at it, craftmatic. <laughs> craftmatic. Hey, we can get some craft and cheese too, or one of y'all bitches want to make us Velveeta. <laughs> but nah, man. So life as a prison guard, man. Like whatever you can say. I know it's Shit, a lot. It's been can. a long time, but you know, I'll tell you everything that I remember. You know, to all the best right. of my abilities. <clears throat> so let me see. It all started way back in '93. You know, before I ever had a motel platinum selling CD. <laughs> you got me open in the beer room. You open in it backwards. Just I am, bro. My man, oh, stumbling, shit. fumbling, and rumbling like John Madden used to stay back in the day. Bro, that shit. Damn. You really broke the top. Oh, I broke the top shit. of the beer. You better get the top and poke, poke that shit in. Get this <laughs> bottle opener and poke it in. We're going to have to restart the hit the room. <laughs> no, keep it. All right, so anyway. Bro, that's okay. not happening. Yeah, that's I not guess. happening here, right here. Let me see. Hey, you got that? Yeah, 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 bro. I fucked, up. All the way I fucked up on my beer, people. First of all, you're opening it from the back side. Smart <laughs> guy. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying to hit it. I was trying to hit the beer from the back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh shit. I'm sorry, I'm crippled. I'm crippled. You know, all I know is aggressive. <laughs> You got it open though. Yes, sir. So, as you were saying. But anyway, way back to to the day when uh, you know your boy was a correctional officer at a multi uh, maximum security. What is multi uh, maximum security prison? You know, I work with the G fives. If people that've been around, they may say no. G fives at the top of the list. They're the type of people they can't be around with nobody except each other. And if they are, they have to be you know handcuffed, shackled. And escorted by two guards at all times. So, you know, me being fresh out of high school, I think I was 19 years old. You know, my mom came home one day and she was just like, hey, if you're trying to get out of town, you know, you should apply at the prison. I know somebody that worked at the prison. They like it, you know, apply for there. So I applied um, thinking I was going to work at the prison. That's about like 20, maybe 25 minutes, 30 minutes from my town. You trying to work at the female prison. Oh yeah, my. I was trying to work at the all-female <laughs> unit. You know what I'm saying? My mom was like, no sugar this shit. My mom was like, we got an all-female unit down the street, you know, 30 minutes. And I was like, cool, I work that motherfucker. You know, it ain't nothing strange, you know. But anyway, I apply and I get a response fucking ASAP. <laughs> Two days later, they talking about your application has been approved for the next step process. I said, cool. They had me drive to fucking uh, bumfuck nowhere, like two hours from my house uh. for my interview. And my interview's inside of a prison. Uh. And so, like, it ain't no female prison either. So I'm reading the, the thing, and he's like, dress nice, don't wear a belt, don't wear <laughs> metal, don't bring anything in the prison. I'm like, okay, fuck. He's like, be prepared to take a test. So I get in there. You know, I ain't got no belt. I'm like a fly as hell, you know. I got that graduation fit on, button up in the slack. <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, ready to go. So I'm in there, and uh, they're like, okay, well, we're going to administer an exam. And so the first exam I get, they, they show me three pictures. 
they show me three pictures. I have 13 seconds to tell me to tell them what's wrong in each picture. And so, like the first picture, it has a dude walking around, and he has something in his hands, but you can't see because he's hiding it. And I'm like, okay, well, he's obviously holding something behind his back. And then, like the second picture is like a group of inmates, you know, congregating and pointing at an officer, and I'm like, oh, they're plotting on something. Third picture is like just a bunch of fucking chaos. And I'm just like, oh, right. Cool. So I get past the interview. Then I talk to some dude, and he's like a fucking dickhead. He's like a straight fucking dick. Come to find out he ain't never worked in the prison. He's just a fucking asshole. They just, they just like pretty much gave him a job to, to go do interviews and be a motherfucking dickhead. So I get, I get hired, and they're like, well, you'll get another interview, or you'll get another email within a month. So I get an email about two weeks later. And they're saying, oh, well, you applied at this X prison here by your house. But if you go over here, you're going to get a five to seven grand bonus, I believe. May have been three to seven, but I'm pretty sure it was five to seven grand bonus. If you take this little trip and go work at this prison, this prison's like six and a half, seven hours from my house. Yeah. So you had to drive or did you end up just getting a spot out there? Well, shit. So like me, I was just like, okay, what the fuck? They were like, you got two months. At the academy, they're gonna apply housing. Okay. So the housing, like the barracks here in the military. So I, I get down there, and like you know, the first thing you gotta do, I'm trying to dress up, thinking it's an interview. I get up, and everybody's clowning me. We're in the parking lot, and them niggas are like in sweats and basketball shorts and shit. <laughs> and everybody else is like, "What are you doing?" They said, "You know, you gotta do a, a like a physical test." And I said, "No, I didn't know that." The dude that hired me didn't tell me that shit. <laughs> he was like, "Bro, I'm telling you." He's like, "You're not gonna be able to run in dress shoes." And I was like, "I put my boots on and shit." You know, and I got like some sweats, and I'm like, okay. So like the first thing you do, you're running. <laughs> so you you running in boots? Yeah, like, but it's like the good boots, like the ones you have, the rocky ones, no steel right, toe. Got you, got you. So I'm running, but then the black ones, they nice. They're like Nike boots, and I'm running. Do that, do the push ups, do everything. You know, young fit. I go, I go ahead and do that. They uh have us in class. They're like just talking shit. So like the whole time, it's like. They're like telling you the worst, worst case this, worst case that, worst case this, worst case that, you know, like shit that, and I'm not even gonna lie, like as a kid, you're just like, like what the fuck? They're just like, oh, you can be stabbed, you can be killed, you can be get your ass beat, you know, I've worked here for 13 years, you know, and I've been stabbed three times, I got my ass beat, and they're like, well, you're not coming into the same prison that we're, that we've worked at, you know, back in the day, it used to be rumbling and shit like that. So the whole time you're just like, oh, okay. And so we're, we're going through the academy. You know, you're standing in these little stupid ass barracks, no TV, no nothing. It's like you have a smoke pit. You can't even smoke wherever the fuck you want to. Right. And it's 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 on a, a prison compound. So you're on this little fucking like trustees camp and all this shit. So you're there. Yada yada, you're just you're fucking pretty much working out all the time and watching historic videos about how motherfuckers are getting stabbed up and how dangerous it is. And so they start naming off prisons, and they're like, "Well, this one's violent. This one's violent. This one's violent." And if you're going to McConnell, you're going to the most violent prison in Southern Texas. You know, people die here every day. Blah blah. And I'm like, "Damn, I'm going to McConnell." You know what I mean? Like this is like so far from my house. And so I have my on-the-job training, bro. So they they send us there, bro. It's like a bunch of motherfucking just green, fresh meat-ass motherfuckers. 
we Ooh. go there. So so hold on. So like so like with that, I know the prisoners. Why we like like why we walk in like they know. And like, yo, this Dog. motherfucker green. So them motherfuckers are peeping you from the parking lot. The moment you park in that motherfucker, they they have people watching you. So damn. The way it worked is like so we park. We're all there waiting. You have to go in. You have to be searched. Your bags have to be searched. You go through a metal detector, pretty much the X-ray. So they see everything you have on you. And then you have to give your keys to this person that's working in there, like this bulletproof, staff proof, like pretty much a box you can't get into. Uh, you have to give your keys and shit to them. And they give you this little coin. And you put that coin in your pocket so it's better than losing your keys. You know what I'm saying? And so because can't nobody get your keys unless it's it's you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you give her, your, her all your shit and your fucking ID, boom, except your lunch. And so you go in there. And so we're after we get past that, it's like a, a double door type of shit. So they she's scans you into one, boom, you're in like stuck in the thing, and then she scans open another one, you can walk. So you walk in, you go to another building, that's like where all the admin people work. You get scanned in, that's like that's a big, big heavy doors, and that's like the to the prison, the entrance to the prison. So right. boom, one goes in there it, and it locks and you're stuck in there. And you know, blah blah blah. They're, they say, Oh, so and so's coming in. And it opens up, boom, you get through there. Boom, that shit closes. There's another door that opens for you to exit. Then you start walking. And when you start walking, they're all fucking yelling at you. Like, you can hear them from, like, buildings. And these buildings are far. Hey, hey, I'm going to get hey, you. Hey, pussy, I love white meat. Woo, I'm going to make him my bitch. Like, just like the shit you see in the movies. And you're just like, what the fuck? What's wrong with these niggas? And I ain't going to lie. Like, so you're like... Your fucking heart's beating because all these movies and all this shit they've trained you the entire time. Right. And the fucking boot camp. Where they, they don't get you ready for No, that shit. They're pretty much all they're doing is like fucking scaring you. So they're teaching you to like be on guard, to fight all the time. So you're working out a lot. So you're in good shape. So you're just like, damn, man, if I had to run somebody, I'll, I'm pretty sure I can give them a run for my money. Well, that's how I felt. You know, but then you have people that never fought before in their life, you know, and then people are fucking scared. Like, so before we we went to like our first day of work, mm. they had us touring other prisons, and like within that tour, I want to say like a good thirty three percent of our class dropped out. <laughs> and you got to keep in mind you're dropping out. We haven't even been paid yet. You've been there for over a month and you haven't been paid yet. Mm. So you're dropping out and you're dropping out knowing that you're not gonna get shit. No money. Yeah. So me, I was like. And I can't quit. My car payments don't redo already. My dad's already telling me, "Hey, your car payments do. I can't. I'm not gonna pay it for you." And so I'm just like, fuck. So I keep going. I keep pushing. Boom. We go on the job training. We're in the prison. Everybody's yelling at us. The first place they take us is seg, segregation unit. And so, like, if it's a maximum security prison, they have, like, pretty much three sections, three, four sections. It's like gin pop. And they have, like, the fucking bunk unit where it's, like, motherfuckers are walking around like they're free. But they don't really have freedom. And then they have, like, the regular pods. The gen pop inmates, those are a couple of those, you know, and then you go around the block, like keep going a little bit. And that's where like they have age pod and that's where like the gays and all that other shit um are at, like child molesters and all that shit. They're hitting up. Then you keep going, you keep going, and it's like I'm telling you, when you fucking like after you get past all that, the galley and all that bullshit, you keep going, you feel like you're going into hell. It gets a little, it gets a fucking like 10 degrees hotter. It already sucks. You're going in there, boom. As soon as you open that door, you're like, fuck, it's hot in here. And that's like what the G5s are. 
But the worst of the worst? Pretty much. That's the worst the worst thing to walk around. But if you uh, go back and you take uh, a left, that's where the segregation people are. Okay. There's like four or five doors in there, segregation. And each segregation pod is like separated by who's like, who's a who guy. So like, so like snitches, sexual No, 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 bro. If you didn't say you a motherfucking monster. Oh, okay. So this, people think that like when you have segregation, it's the same thing as protective custody. And it's right. not. Those are two different pods. Okay. You're going to segregation. You're going against like motherfucking gang leaders, monsters, killers. Oh, okay. like so, and the G five. There's a lot of killers too. But okay, so like, so like, how they have like like a lay like a lay Hoover separated? Yeah. Okay. So like you'll see like so I work in South Texas. It's like Texas Syndicate, uh, Mexican Mafia, mm. all the big ones, some Aryan Brotherhood leaders in there. But like the whites and the blacks, they're not big. In Southern Texan prisons, oh no, no, no pretty much in Texan that. prisons, it's just it's same, like same thing, in, yeah, same thing, Cali, yeah. Same so thing like, Cali you prison. go in there, and I remember working in Sag, and I remember we had, I can't, and like I had been thinking about it, thinking about it before I did this episode. I wanted to know what this dude was, but this dude was holding the records in fucking like all Southern prisons. Uh, I believe it was like California, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, about how much gas that motherfucker can take. And you got to think, this gas, bro, we're not just hitting you with, like, a fall fucking squirt. You're getting fucking cans and getting a riot can. You're getting everything. Right. And this motherfucker was eating it and taking it and keeping fighting. Mm. And so he held a record. Um, It was something Johnson. I can't remember his name. Big-ass black dude. But that motherfucker would take the team. The team would whoop his ass and he would fight back. <laughs> and it would be, like, for no, no reason either. Like, it was like a fucking workout to him. <laughs> So, uh, yo, just because it's Tuesday, let's fight. Yeah, it was like, it's Tuesday, you know, it's turn up Tuesday. Yeah. That motherfucker be in there <laughs> popping out. So, you know, I didn't work too much SEG, but I worked with the G5s, which the G5 people are just as bad as the people in SEG, but they're allowed to be around other G5 people. So that's what it is. It's all G5s. So it's pretty much like all killers, all people that have life and shit like that. Okay. So I used to work in L-Pod. L-Pod and J-Pod are like, I worked in K a little bit. You know, a couple times, L-Pod and J-Pod were most of my do. Like, and so the moment you step back there, you get, like, welcome into this community. Because I started in Gen Pop, you know, and then, like, they seen the way I worked. They seen the way I operated myself. They promoted me back there. So, boom, you know, it's like a little family. You know, the sergeants, lieutenants, uh, all, all the other COs. Hold on, like, 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 like uh, did you get promoted after, like, MA tried you? And then, like, you stepped up? So, so I had uh, the first time they ever wanted to try me because I kept bugging them. And I was like, hey, I want to go to Elpot. I want to see what it's like. I want to see what it's like. I want to see what it's like. So they put me back there. I ended up gassing somebody. We ended up fighting. And uh, we're just going at each other. Boom, 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 boom. Gassed them, all that shit. Like, wasn't an issue to me. And so, like, people see my character that worked there, like the sergeants and shit. And they were like, oh, okay, so you want to work out here? And I was like, yeah, man, you know, I want to work with y'all. So ever since that day, that's all I did. I worked back there where you had to wear, like, the fucking stab-proof vest, pretty much uh, everybody locked up all the time. Right. So I'm out there. And, uh, wait, give me a second. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm out there. And I was, all, I was all for the ego. Oh, okay. So I'm out there. I'm just 
pretty much living it up because you know you got to think as as like a kid, especially as a male kid, your validation is like how tough you are. Right. So you know what I'm saying you're out there fighting, you're out there doing this shit. You're like you're banging it out. You know, oh, I skipped some steps. though. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you so one of the the first times I was in that prison, you know, working in gym pop, when I wasn't shit. This is like, so when you're a new fish, you're not shit considered in there. So they had me doing shakedowns. So we're all doing shakedowns. All these inmates are in the motherfucking gym room, and I got stabbed in my hand. Damn. You know, and they they said it was oh it was an accident. Nobody meant it. You know, with the tattoo needle. And I still have the scar in my fucking palm. Like you can see it. It looks like one of my fucking lines. It's right here there at the end. I but see that. Split my shit open. Like, to be honest, I was so scared. I wasn't scared because I got stabbed. I was scared because you get preached all this shit about uh, STDs, STDs, herpes, like AIDS, herpes, HIV. Yeah. So I'm fucking, I'm terrified. That happens. The funny part is, though, you remember that bonus I told y'all about? Mm. So everybody else is getting that bonus that day. That day they sent me to the hospital. Everybody got their bonus. So, like... My boy and like a couple of like females we work with, they come to pick me up from the hospital in my car because I left my keys there. And you know, I'm like crying. I'm like, fuck, they gotta have my results for like a week and a half. I was like, what if I got fucking AIDS? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck, it's some bullshit. You know, I'm calling my mom and shit. And everybody is like happy. And I'm like, y'all niggas happy over this shit. And then like we parked with everybody on. He's like, Oh, we got our bonus today, bro. He was like, your bonus is up there, but they wouldn't let me take it for you. I said, oh, shit, we got our bonus? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about everything, bro. I forgot everything. I'm not even but I got a bonus. bonus? I said, we got some money? Because you got to think, we haven't been paid yet. So that's what we had got. We got our bonus, and then I think five days later, we got our check. So we know we fucking you got some money right there, dog. I remember like oh, that's how to get you. Yeah, because you got some fuck. You. You're like, oh, this, this shit been my lifestyle. Shake <laughs> down. Anyway, uh, so I I'm back in there. You know, flash forward, I'm back in L Pod with the G5s, G4G5s, <laughs> and I'm in there, and it's like another world like you can say like oh i'm a big badass man like given now i'm a grown-ass man you know what i'm saying like i've been through that i've been through so much other shit in my life whether it be the military that shit life itself you know what i'm saying i'm not scared of much and i know that uh there's no difference between men besides the extent of that what they're ready to take something to right so but at that time you know i hadn't i didn't know that yet so they they try you a lot so I remember getting like circled up, you know, and I'm yelling at them. They're yelling at me and um, I have a panic button in my pocket and I'm ready to press it, you know, and like they're, they're pretty much they're testing to see where my heart is. So they're just like yelling. I'm yelling. I'm pushing people off of me, you know, but I was having flashbacks of, of other encounter. The encounter I was talking about where, you know, I had sprayed my gas, but that was at another pod. You know, because they had done the same shit. So I knew, like, you know, I'm about to bang it out with people. But out here, they're just, like, testing your heart. And then the crazy part is these people are more about shit than the other people, the general, uh, general population people. So, like, people hear that and they're like, well, what do you mean? Well, bro, it's like being compared from a fucking salmon to a shark. Mm. So you have the great whites over here and you have fucking guppies over here. So, you know, that happened again. So, like, I was already ready to fight. But at that moment, 
that's not what it turned out to be. They were literally just trying to see if I was gonna if I was gonna fold. But me being already through that situation of fighting and using gas and you know just showing like the person that I was, they uh, they did do shit pretty much. You know, we just talked shit to each other. We yelled. I kept walking. They kept walking. You know, I'm not gonna make myself sound like I'm a badass. You know, like yeah, I was yeah. talking shit and I was walking at the same time. Even after they surround me, I just kept walking and they weren't touching me. So I was just like, okay. Well, cool. see, you know, you know, the thing about being a quote unquote, you know, real man is to acknowledge fear. Like you, yeah. you can be scared, but to be able to go through the fear and accomplish the goal yeah. is the main thing. Yeah. So that, that's it. Hey, right, to say you never scared or never feel nervous is. Everybody gets that. Too far. Yeah. Anybody that say they don't is fucking lying to you. So, but no, no, yeah, I got you, brother. So I'm walking. Um, they try to do it another time, and that's when. So the way that the South Texas prisons are set up, they have one person in in like the control unit for the pod, and then they have, you're the rover. So pretty much that control unit person's opening the doors to the unit. So they have three pods in each section. It's like on the left, the middle, and then the right. And you're you're rotating off of all of them. So I remember one day, this is like, I'm fairly new, right after the situation just happened. Like I'm gaining my confidence, but there's two rovers now. It's me and like an old man that's worked there for, I want to say, he said he's been there for like 15 years, Salazar. Okay. An old alcoholic. Like I'm going to be real what it is. Motherfucker's <laughs> an alcoholic, bro. Like he doesn't take care of his at-home life for shit. You know, and he's kind of like a mediocre worker. So we're in there, and they try to do that shit again. And I pop off immediately. I pop off aggressive because I know what it is. So I pop off. Boom. As soon as they circle me, they're talking about uh, some shit about the TV. I turned the TV off, which I I wasn't even the one that turned the TV off. I think it was him. But they pop, so I pop back. Boom. And then he's just like, he comes over there, and he pops off immediately, too. And, like, he had so much respect because... He has been in so much battles in that motherfucker. As soon as he popped off, people stepped down. They were just like, we ain't got no problem, blah, blah, blah. And so when I seen that, I was like, they were like, Salazar, we don't want no beef with you, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're just trying to check where the youngin's heart's at. And he was like, oh, his heart's good, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much, that's that's what they were doing. They were doing a corazón check, what they call it over there. So they're trying to see what kind of man you are. So he does that, and I'm talking to him, and he was like, yeah, I had your back. And I was like, I didn't need it at the time. Like, me being a cocky young motherfucker, I was like, I didn't need you to have my back. You know, I have my own back. And uh, he was telling me, well, yeah, bro, like, it's, it's not what you think it is, man. It's a respect game in here. And he said, once you get the respect, you won't have to show the muscle. Mm. And I said, okay. So that was the last time we worked together. We go, and I'm working there, and I'm noticing like, I, I get in a lot of altercations, you know, and that's one thing I pride myself on. Now I'm not scared, like, as a kid, and people would be like, well, you know, from 18 to 22, bro, you a kid. Like, you're, you're a fucking kid. You don't have what another man in front of you has. Not saying that older people are superior, but it comes with that. Experience. Uh, yeah. Through shit. That's Especially all. the people that are in prison. Them motherfuckers, they train, they do this, they do that. They know how to bang it out with the best. But as a kid that was standing in front of grown man and holding his own, it's, it fucking develops confidence, pride, everything. So after being tried for X amount of times, I'm in there and walking around. Nobody's giving me problems. Nobody. 
And they're fucking, they respect what I say when I say it. It goes, we're going, yada, yada. You know, uh, and then it comes around and some dude, some dude's like, that's one thing I'll tell you about working in the prison, at least in Texas. Uh, they don't, they don't educate you on how to work with the mental, the mental illness people. Mm. So like people with PTSD and mental illness, cause there are a lot of military people that are in prison, but the mental illness people, they don't teach you how to work with that. So I remember walking around there and we're on that lockdown at this time. So for y'all that don't know what lockdown is, it's like you're 23 hours in the cell, you're one hour or you're not even at one hour. It's you're splitting that shit with your one hour with showering, filling up your water bottle and getting your exercise in. That's crazy. So the faster you shower, the better. So we're, we're in there and we're, we're like instituting that. We're going. And I remember one dude was like, I need to go to medical. And I was like, for what? And he was like, I don't have to tell you shit. I need to go to medical. And I was like, if you don't tell me shit, you're not going nowhere. And so he's behind the wall. And I'm walking around. I'm doing my rounds. You know, you got to count multiple times a shift. You know, you did like, if you're a good person, you deliver the water. We don't have ice. We don't have air conditioning. So it's like 115 at the coolest in there. So I'm walking around. He's like yelling at me. He's like, Ortiz, you a bitch. CO, you a bitch. And I was like, nah, you, I ain't a bitch. You a bitch. I was like, if I roll this gate, we're going to find out who's a bitch. And so that at the time, the person working in control is like, oh, gee, he's been there forever. Like, he a bad motherfucker. He's been there forever. And I told him, I said, Ace, cell, I think it was like cell 15. I said, give me problems. He talking all this shit. He talking about he going to get me when I come around. He was like. Well, show him what the business is. <laughs> he's like, he, he literally told me, he's like, show him what the business is. So I get ready to walk around. And he's yelling. He's yelling. I'm ready by the time I get there. And me, I, I thought he was going to roll the gate. So he rolled the gate because he was just like, I, I don't know, for whatever reason. He was just like, I seen him making signs that you sign roll this. So I was like, cool. So I walk, I get to his cell. And he's like, bitch, I'll kill you. And he has a fucking razor blade. And like he lunges through, and when he lunges through, I gas him. So I gas him, and he's like screaming. He's like, "You're a fucking pussy!" Blah blah blah. You gas me, ain't no man gas me. Who the hand it with the hands? So I gas him. Um, I gas him, and that's what happens. So I, I'm gassing, bro. I'm not, and it's like when I'm gassing, I'm like, I let the whole fucking can go, and I have a can like a Corona bottles. 12 ounces. Yeah. I say the can's probably 24. Jeez. So he gets all this shit. All 24. Yeah, all in his fucking face. For lunging. Like he lunges like gas. It's fucking empty that shit on him. He's screaming. He's crying. I gas him. I can't breathe. Nobody else can breathe. Everybody <laughs> else is mad at him. They're like, you a bitch. You a bitch. Like you should have just tapped out if you if you don't want problems. But like, they're yelling at him. And then, like, I'm like, fuck. I'm like shaking like a dog. <laughs> you gas him, but yeah. you getting fucked up. Yeah, we're all getting fucked up. Everybody around us. So we're getting fucked up, right? Um, so, like, I step back. Everybody's running because the dude in control, he calls. Once gas gets called, everybody's fucking running. They get there. So they get there and they fucking take him out. You know what I'm saying? Do what they need to do. They take him to medical. And, like, they're talking to me. And I'm like, I just need to rinse my face. I'm good. I'm good. You know, so I rinse my face, boy, and it's all good now. And that's when I, this is the first time I said this story first to let it be known that this is when I knew I had respect in the pod and in the prison. 
because I gassed him. When I gassed him, they cut the TV out. And everybody on the bottom row, so there's three tiers, was fucked up by the gas. You can smell that shit. That's not something to play with. Play with. So they, when I did that, they turned the TVs off and all this shit. And I believe it was with the NBA Finals when they cut it off. Mm. And so nobody said anything. And I was like, I walked in there ready for them niggas to give me shit. Somebody tried to throw some piss or something. Be shaking, rattling. And they were like, nah, nah, see yo. Nah, boss man. Boss man Ortiz, nah, we got it, man. Homie was acting like a bitch. He went to handle it with just you and him. You know, he's doing all this. And I was like, damn. They were like, oh, no, you got our respect. You know what I'm saying? If he wanted all, if he wanted the problems, he should have handled it with one on one. But he was trying to do something else. And I was like, oh okay. And they were like, don't worry about it. You know, it's fine. We understand. And that's when I was just like, damn, these motherfuckers respect me. Mm. And so when I seen that, like you know, confidence, pride, everything goes up a little more. Bro, I know a dude from my first command. He became a CL, and he didn't make it out. The CL or CL? He became a CL. He left the Navy. Got out, became a uh, CL, got murdered. What's a CL? CL. CO? Yeah, CO. Oh, oh, you said CL, bro, like three times, and I even asked you your name. I yeah. said CO. Oh, okay. Where do you work at? You know, I'm drinking. I, uh, I can't remember the prison. It was, uh, we stationed on the VA, so I want to say it was in the VA. So I got a story about that. It's about to end anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, got taken out. I got a story about that, though. All right, bet. So you're telling me about your boy. He he ended up getting a job somewhere in a correctional bro, facility. Bro, for two months. He was there for two months and passed away. Got murdered. Yeah, one of them died, right? Yeah. So you remember when, going back to the beginning, when I was telling you, they tell us all these scary-ass stories, right? Yeah. So the prison I work with, so, you know, I told you there was, like, all these different, uh, pretty much galleys, cafeterias, as they call them. So there's one over there for the G5, G4 inmates, right? Mm-hmm. It's in that building that I work at. And they're notorious because the fucking floor is stained red in there. Mm. And they killed an officer. They killed an officer in that motherfucker. And they've been bleaching the fucking floor and they can't get that blood out. Like pretty much he bled out in there like a shitload of blood. So you walk in the building, there's the like the desk, one of uh, the control desks, not for the pods. So, like, remember I tell you there's three different pods in there? There's yeah. one big main control desk, and then there's, like, the galley. And as soon as the galley door opens, all you see is a big-ass red stain on the concrete. And so, like, they had told us, too. They had told us some stories about the officer that died there. And it's just like, man, this is crazy. So you say it, you know, like, I was there when people when officers got stabbed in the neck. You know, got I got stabbed in the hand. People were getting their ass beat. People were getting knocked out and dragged around. And it's just like... People think, oh, was it, well, you know, these motherfuckers think they're tough. Like, no, bro, they they are. They're not. Like, you think because you sit at home behind your your computer screen, you know, and you yell this and that because they're in prison. They're they're not a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of them motherfuckers are like men, but they're animals. It's just to the point to where they know they're not getting out. So what got to lose? Yeah, exactly. What got to lose? Like, if I stab you up, so what? That's what I was telling you. I, like, I work in there with motherfuckers that were going to be in there for the rest of their life. Just animals, dog. So, like, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and at the end of the day, it's like how, you know, I got that big-ass dog, you know, at the house. Like, the dog know he big. If he just feel like it, he can wild the fuck out. 
And if you catch me at the wrong time, ain't nothing I can do about it. It's just, it is what it is. You know, my whole thing is to make sure he knows who the boss is and, and hopefully I can maintain order. But my man scrubbing up blood up there. Making it. <laughs> you know, hey, yo, some people make it happen, some people don't. Hey, we can get it popping in the water like 28, you feel me? But anyway. But, yo, so, so, so the shift gears, bro, like, it's just some weak-ass dudes out here. Like, if you're in a relationship with a female and you ain't got control, dog, let that shit go. It's, yeah. no, it's no sense of... So trying to hold on to something that you ain't got control of. So like you're saying that, but so that reminds me of like in the prison, all these motherfuckers in there swear up and down they can take your bitch. And like a lot of them, they're like, they super like persuasive, full of mind control. Like, and some people can be like, oh, he's just giving them all props. No, I'm telling what it is. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's not nothing but time. It's just like they, how they perfect them, their craft. Exactly. Most of them a game of bitch that's on the outside. Yes. And that's bro, what they do. Bro, they ain't fucking. They got nothing but words. And they're they, they a game of the chick way better than a dude on the outside. Yes. Because we, we get lazy. So I remember like uh, I was in SAG one day. You know what I'm saying? And them motherfuckers don't come out their house. Like even it was one of the days they were going to shower in the house. They were going to do everything. So my, my whole day, all I was doing was rolling back. We're not doing shit. Delivering trays, pretty much, or Johnny sacks, they call them. Okay. Little paper sack lunches with fucking moldy fucking meat and a piece of cheese, dog. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much uh, Pruno did you find? I drank Pruno. I'm not even lying to you, How was it? <laughs> Shit, fuck you up more than a lot of this liquor out here. Really? Yeah, so, like, you know, I was a cool dude, you know. Like, I was a hard dude. I fought people when I had to fight, you know what I'm saying? But I was understanding. Like, I know that you're a man, and I know, like... Any other man that stands between, like, in front of me is a, if it's a man or not. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a stickler. People are going to be like, you know, I got a lot of shit. Well, no, that's not how you should be. Blah, blah, blah. You know, that's why you don't work there no more. Okay, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you work in that environment every day, when you work with violent people, you know what I'm saying? You got to pick and choose your battles. You know what I'm exactly. saying? I'm exactly. Not, I'm not going to die over somebody passing a soup. And All a right. lot of these keyboard warriors will be like, oh, you know what? You know oh, that's not, I would have, whoops, no, you wouldn't, bro. No, no, you wouldn't. wouldn't. Like, you're, like, you're a keyboard warrior, but. Yeah, I, I had uh, my share. I had a little two bottles while I was in there, you know. I didn't like it. It's fucking disgusting. It don't taste good. It's like fucking taking shot after shot after shot after shot. It tastes rotten, smells rotten, you know. It just smells like alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. Okay. And, um, or nail polish remover. So, you, you know, like. One of the people I remember his name was Chucky, and I thought Chucky was my boy. Chucky was a what they call a, a porter, pretty much. Mm. He cleaned all the pods for us. You know, he did everything. You know, he would deliver messages and all this shit. We knew that. You know, we allowed that because Chucky was a good dude. Like, you know, what I'm saying if I had problems in the pod, and I, I sent Chucky in there, and I was like, "Hey man, tell them to shut the fuck up, otherwise, you know, we're gonna lock this bitch down." And, and, and Chucky, Chucky would be like, "Hey, out. yeah," Chucky would be like, "Hey, y'all, chill out." You know, so the whole time I'm thinking Chucky a stand up dude. So I used to do, I, I did some shit in there I'm not proud of. You know what I'm saying? I used to fight motherfuckers. I used to fuck motherfuckers up. Motherfuckers fucked me up. The yeah. first three fights I got into, motherfuckers beat my ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm man enough to admit that. You know what I'm saying? I fought motherfuckers where it was multiple up against me. You know, I split my head see, open. But see, you know, the thing about it is, like, 
you, like, you know you real when you can admit your losses. A lot of cats run around like they ain't never, you know what I'm saying, I fucked up. Why you motherfuckers get fucked up on a daily? Like, you know what I'm Bro, saying? Bro, I'm telling you, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, these motherfuckers, that's all they're trying to do. They're battle-tested. That's all, that's all they do. And people are like, oh, you're just getting... No, I'm not giving them credit, bro. They battle-tested. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers like to fight. They like to stab. You know what I'm saying? At that time, I like to fight. I like to get it down, you know? And I lost a couple of them. I lost my first three. You know what I'm saying? I fucked people up in there, and I've been fucked up. And I admit that to anybody. But, um, yeah, so, like... Chucky was a good dude. You know, he was bringing me Pruno. I thought he was a good dude. Let me clarify what I say. So he was bringing me shit like uh, they would have spreads. So a lot of inmates, you know, I've had a lot of spreads in there because depending on the officer that you are, you know, I never like push brownies, bro. If you're going to have a spread and like 18 people in the pot are going to eat, you know, that's none of my business. I'm not going to go in there and break it up because that has nothing to do with me, bro. You know, we all need you. We all do what we need to do to get by at the end of the day. Yeah, because then they, they break out the ramen noodles. So yeah, they were in there. They were in there making desserts. They made enchiladas. They were like, "Co, they that's one of their comments saying, Co, you want some of this?" I said, "Yeah, y'all can want to spare." So they gave me one. I ate it. Oh man, amazing, amazing food. Shout out to them. And that's something that I had to pause and say too. No, no, in prison, some of the prison shelves be. Yeah, you'll meet the, the most amazing chefs and the most amazing artists, tattoo artists, and just like even musical artists. You'll yes. you'll meet like some of the most talented people you've ever met in your life. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, think about it. Like when, what, like when you're in a position where you have nothing but time, you're able to cultivate so many other things. Yes, so many other things. So. Um, so that, like, you know, I had got that done, blah, blah, blah. So me thinking Chucky is like a stand-up dude. Like, he's just somebody that's doing his time day by day. Right. You know, and he had life, and he had told us he had life. He's just trying to make his life easy. Right. You know, and that's something I would understand. Like, and people would be like, well, well, how long did you work there? I had been there for a year before all of this happened, you know? So, but then Chucky, he told me one day, he was like, Hey, you know how they got me because uh, I killed somebody. I said, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I understand. So he said, um, so I appealed the charge and they ended up approving my appeal. So I might get out of here. And I was like, where do you might get out of here? I said, bro, that's good. Like, Oh, shit. Then he dropped a bomb on you. Yeah, he pretty much. So Chucky tell me that I'm happy for him. This is like three, four months, three months prior. So I'm like, hey, man, if you can get out, I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. I have nothing against you getting out. I was like, I'm not going to then ever say anything like about you that's going to like discourage you from getting out. I said, if, you know, if you didn't do it, like you keep claiming your innocence, you know, I'm happy for you. Right. And he was like, yeah, man, I just appreciate it. You don't get a lot of love like that. So, you know, day-to-day goes by shit, like, you're arresting, you're gassing motherfuckers, motherfuckers in there fighting. I see motherfucker get stabbed in the face, split his fucking head open. You know, motherfucker has fucking multiple holes inside of his body, walking around like it ain't shit to him. And all this shit just goes, and then one day, I remember, like, Chucky's running around. Um, He's not even running in my pod, so Chucky's in J-Pod, and I'm in L-Pod at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently, 
So Chucky like swept, mopped, picked up all the trash. Uh, he bumped into somebody. His trash bag had busted open. And when his trash bag busted open, a cell phone fell out that motherfucker. Uh. And it fell out on camera and everybody seen it. They confiscated it, arrested him. And he was the inmate that was coming from general population. So he had a lot of freedom. You know, he roamed the prison whenever he wanted to. He came uh, over there with where we were staying with, you know, the G4s, G5s doing. And now it turns out, you know, he's not even just locked up 24 hours a day. So he comes, end up flying back to El Pod, and that motherfucker's about to go to protective custody. And I'm asking him, I say, hey, bro, what the fuck's going on with you? And he's like, oh, you know, a lot of people are hating on me, blah, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, I got called the phone, but somebody else is trying to say something. And I said, oh, okay, word. So me, like, him always being like a stand-up guy, I'm like, okay, cool. A lot of prisoners vouched for him. I was like, okay, that makes a mistake. That makes sense. It turned out to be a big mistake on my part. So, you know, I'm not giving no special treatment or anything. And it's crazy because I say about two days prior to that, Another one of them Porter inmates uh, had. So you remember I told you all these gates you have to go through. Right. So El Pod is like a two fucking gate system to get in there. And I'm in there with that inmate, because black inmate, old black man. He said, "Hey, he said, yo, can I tell you something?" I said, "Yeah." He was like, "It's gonna be between us." I said, "Is anything ever?" He said, "Just watch your back." And I was like, "What do you mean watch your back?" He was just like, uh, "He's like, I know Brown sticks together all the time in here." And I said, so does black. So what are you trying to get out? And he was like, just uh, some of them porters y'all have working for y'all are snitches. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? He was like, that's all I can say. I can't say nothing else. So to me, I didn't pay no attention to it, which I should have. So I'm going through there and then Chucky flags me down in his cell. He got a one-man cell, which is kind of weird. But I'm just thinking, okay, you know, we don't have enough men to fill all of them. So cool, Chucky in there, and he's like, talking to me, he's like, bro, I got this appeal, people are plotting on me, you know, that's not even my phone, lottie dottie, people are gonna uh, see, people are trying to fuck me over, he was like, I'm not gonna let anybody fuck me over, he was like, dog, you can stand up for me, I've always been a good guy, and I was like, yeah, you've always done what I told you to, and then he was like, even with uh, you allowing, like, a fight club in here, and I was like, I was like, what you mean? He was like, oh, when you allow people to go fight each other off camera, you don't say anything. And I said, I, oh, yeah, I'll let them handle their business. You know, and he was like, see, like, you're a stand-up guy. I'm a stand-up guy, all this shit. And he was like, remember that time I gave you those enchiladas and the pruno and shit? I was like, yeah, she was pretty good, man. I was like, you know, I'm not going to treat you bad like you're a stand-up guy. So I go about my day. Cool, go about a couple days, nothing's happening, you know, doing my job. So this is one thing I have I have to. I wasn't a dirty officer. I wasn't doing crooked shit. I wasn't bringing drugs in there. I wasn't doing none of that shit. So, see, that's why I want to talk about it, because a lot of motherfuckers hold judgment. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I never did anything to hurt anybody. I just did my day-to-day shit. Right. So one day I go in there and they're like, hey, you're going to gym popping this after like a year and a half. And I'm like, for what? You know, they were like, we don't have, we don't hold control over it. And then they were like, oh, well, so-and-so, another one of my boys that worked over there. Cause we were like a fucking crew. Everybody 
the same crew work in each position. They were like, oh, you're going to gym pop. Another one, you're going to gym pop. You're going to gym pop. And then my sergeant's going to gym pop. And my lieutenant's going to gym pop. And I was like, what the fuck? All of us are looking at each other. What the fuck's going on? And so I'm working in there. And they're not even letting me roll. So I'm in the control unit. And, you know, we're all up there. We're talking to each other. Everybody that came from where I came, we're talking to each other on the phone. And we're just talking, blah, blah, blah. Like, like this bullshit. Why the fuck are we over here? You know, we're calling the sergeant, the lieutenant that used to work with. And he's like, oh, it's fine. Just give it a week. They're switching shit up. We'll be back. Or, you know, a bunch of stand-up dudes, you know. So to over there, to work where I used to work, you have a lot. You have to have a lot of heart. You have to have a lot of balls. You can't just be like somebody that's timid and scared and pushover. Right. So yeah, you have to be mean. You have to be able to. You have to like be willing to fight. You have to be able to fight with people. So we're in there. We're in back in gym pop, and so we're leaving for the day at six, like six forty, six fifty. You know, we work twelve hour shifts. We're coming, and they're like, "Oh, they want you to talk to." Pretty much, it's like. It's like an NCIS. I don't know what how the way to say it. I got you, got you. Yeah, so we go and we're all sitting on the floor. They don't even have a church. Internal investigation, I got you. Yeah, internal investigations were there. And I'm there sitting in the hall with like five other people. And my boy goes into the office. And I just, we just all hear a yell. Well, if you got something on me, then motherfucker arrest me. If not, shut the fuck up and get out of my face. And so like big ass dude, big ass Hispanic dude. We're all Hispanic dude. He says that shit, and I'm just like, God damn, what's going on? And everybody else looking at each other. Boom. It's like he walks out, like, straight out of the prison. Like, he's going through all the gates. You know what I'm saying? They stop him. They search his car. Uh, he doesn't give a shit. He don't have shit. They get him for, like, having condoms in the car. Apparently, you can't have condoms on a prison at a prison facility. But, like, any uh, any young man has condoms got, on got, got condoms on him. Yeah. yeah. So that happens. Boom, somebody else goes. He comes out crying. I'm like, fuck's going on? I go in there. As soon as I go in there, they shut the door. And he's like, oh, do you remember me? And I'm like, yeah, you spoke to my class when I graduated like a year, a year and a half ago. And he was like, yeah. He's like, and what's something I always told you? That, and I was like, I don't know. He was like, you could always come to me and talk to me if you had a problem. And I was like, oh, okay. So why am I in here? And he like pressed play on this audio record. And if you flash back to when I was talking to Chucky... Also, uh, Chucky had an audio recorder. Yeah, Chucky had a, a, a recorder. Chucky had snitched on me. For, you remember when uh, I was saying that uh, Chucky was like, you remember how you let people fight? I had people fight, so he, yeah. he recorded your own It was like, you let them fight off a of camera, and you don't care, blah, blah, blah. He was like, y'all be fucking people up off camera, and all this shit. And I, and I started laughing, and uh, they had all that shit on, on the recorder, and I was just like, oh, okay. And they were like, "Whoa, you're you're participating in a gambling fight ring. Uh, they're calling it a fight club." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know." And they were like, "Are you sure you didn't know?" And I was like, "I was like, well, I didn't know." And he was like, "Well, I've been waiting for X amount of days for you to give me a letter saying that so and so is talking to you about this." And I was like, "It's a fucking inmate. Who cares what he thinks?" And he was like, "A lot of people care what they think." He was like, you, you got yourself in big trouble. So I said, okay, so, all right, well, what's going to happen? So they, 
they uh take me to the warden's office and the warden's like i ain't accepting shit but your renization your 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 res, uh what's it called resignation and i was like well i resign i i quit okay that's show and i quit he was like you can you can go admin position and while we do our investigation for two weeks my little blind just work a day and i said no i quit man if y'all feel that about me I said, whose side are y'all really on? Y'all on my side or the inmate side? Because right. that's not what it sounds like. Um, and unless you work there, you're not going to understand that statement. You know what I'm saying? Unless you've got it popping with multiple people at one time in there that want to take your head off, it's you're it, not going to understand that. It seems to me, it seemed like, I don't know how other people might look at it. Solid dude through all through. You did your job. You made it easy for the people that was around you. And then one dude used that to his advantage to get one up. Yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all. Well, yeah, but you know, I understand it. Either way, you know, people are like they have me on a wall of shame there, saying that I ran a fight club. You know, and hey, it doesn't bother me. You know, I'm a man regardless. You know, um, there to, to this day, no criminal convictions have been placed oh, yeah. against exactly. me. Exactly. You know, but I didn't do anything wrong. See, you want to know the whole thing about that is. A lot of motherfuckers probably doing the same thing. They just ain't caught out on it. That's all it is. That's yeah, that takes is. me to another story about the homie. They got caught picking up drugs at uh, Walmart. Like, they videotaped him. And, uh, and they ended up getting him going inside the prison. And apparently he had a relationship with one of these inmates. He was in there sucking dick. And they had him on camera sucking dick. Well, that's wild. You know, but I never did anything. I never brought him. And shit, I remember like busting somebody that was moving drugs around the prison and uh, the STG security threat group, which what I, I had prided myself on trying to be a part of. So I was making steps to get there and I was close. Um, so I had busted some people with moving drugs around the prison. Yeah, um, I'm go. Nah, they had ran inside the, the cell. And then when they ran inside the cell, they had my name, Austin Brian Ortiz. They had my mom's address and my phone number. Mm. So they were watching me, you know. Um, shit like that like and when they asked me about things like that i was like that means i'm doing my fucking job they're not just out here chasing people that ain't doing their fucking job and i'm sure you're gonna have comments that people say oh well you know maybe it just means that you know he was on their side okay well if that's what you believe you know i'm happy for you, you have a great day right um but you know i did my job you know they they asked me they told me they asked me what was going on. I told them, you know, I got fired. I got put on the wall of shame. Shit, I have see, no shame about that. See, to me, it's like you did your job and more. You did your job plus you made the people's lives around you better. Yeah, but you're not supposed to have, like, a relationship. You're not supposed to talk to exactly. the inmates. Yeah, exactly. you know, man, I, I mean, but I take did, that. But fine. at the end of the day, you have to interact with your environment. Otherwise, you become a target at that point. Otherwise, That's you, the thing, you don't know what's going So, at that point... You have to kind of toe the line to be honest. Otherwise, you won't be good at your job. And I said that, too. But, uh, you know, I don't have no hatred. I had great times in there. Like, And people are like, what do you mean you had great times? Like, you know, I fought in there. I, I've done so much in there. And it, it's it funny. Builds, it, like, it builds character. Like it really muscle. does, dude. Like, I can't, bro. I can only imagine. Like, I'll, I know from my, you know, my cousin interview, he been in. Yeah. One of my homeboys, he been in, See, and they have a different view on life than I will ever have. And that's the thing, though. Like, that's, I wanted you to do that, too, so we can, like, 
see back and forth because me, I'm gonna understand him. He's gonna understand me, even though we're not both on the same side. Right. And I say that, and I'm not like some Joe Navy cop motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, even in there, like I did my job, but I did my job that made it easier for me and easier for the people around. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like people respect me, people listen to me. I gave them respect as man, and a lot of people go in there and they like, oh, these ain't men. They're these listen to me. Like you go in there at 18 years old. Oh, these these people listen to me. No, they don't, bro. You can get a 46 year old man that's gonna beat your ass and then. That's fuck, how, you, fuck you and stab you in your neck. That's how a lot of cops are. Like, yes. Now and it boils over. Yeah, it boils over. And like, like, yo, what the? Fuck, what are you doing? That like, goes back to me telling you that when I was in the academy, how they were teaching you that I was superior to so many other people. Mm. And to, at the end of the day, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not superior to anybody. You know, I did my shit. I fucked up. I fought niggas in there. People fought me. I got my ass beat. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I won some. I lost some. You know, it means nothing to me. It prepared me for life. You know, to be honest, I don't I don't fear another man because I know that at the end of the day, I can take the best of them. Um, it's a lot of shit. I've seen a lot of cool shit in there besides that. Like, there's a lot of, like I said, a talented artist. You know, I bought a lot of pictures. I used to have them in a folder. They're probably at my mom's house somewhere or in my storage unit. Well, but I can guarantee it's a lot of artists. You probably heard some of the best singing slash yes, yes. whatever out of there. Like, no, talented motherfuckers in there. Like, I'm for sure. Even when, bro, I remember when I, my homeboy went down, right? My homeboy been down as long as I've been in the Navy. He got out a couple years ago. And the stories he got and the people he's been around, he joined, he became a Muslim to dodge the game. Yeah. He got out for a whole year. He was a Muslim. Like when I got out, he was he was all Muslim. And then he eventually snapped out of you know his programming. But he had to do that to survive the yeah, alternative. There's a yeah. lot of people in there. Yeah, that getting he... time added and all the other bullshit. That's because once you're in, a prison is basically to keep you in that That's what like when people be like, Well, I'm moving to prison and I'm not gonna indulge in shit no that's not the way it works you got so, to a lot of people don't understand so you could be one gang before you go into prison and this is like not even with just my experience this is other people is like i talk to people that work in uh cdc the california department of corrections to become race like I'm so it's all about black brown or white it's all it's you know all what i'm about saying race. and so where i worked and in california it's a brown world yeah, oh yeah, I already know. You know what I'm saying? Like heavily. People are like, well, what do you mean it's a brown world? You know, the Mexican Mafia ruled, the Texas Syndicate ruled. Those are two organizations that rule so much. Then you come to California and it's all about the Mexican Mafia. But oh, in yeah. Texas, it's like Tango Blast, Tango Blast, uh, Texas Syndicate, and the Mexican Mafia. And then motherfuckers, the only two big ones are the TS and the Mexican Mafia. I already know about the Texas Syndicate. That's the thing, bro. It's old like documentary. I already know. Yeah, how they, they don't. They don't fuck around like people. Like, well, playing. no, you know what? Well, I'm gonna go do my time. No, the fuck you're not, bro. One of them people asked you to do something. You you're not gonna to. do Otherwise, it. You're gonna die. You're gonna target. Yeah, you're gonna die. And I see that you shit. End up being somebody's bitch. In that That's like the dude that I was telling you when I seen him before get stabbed in his head multiple times. So he's walking out of the pod when I'm walking into work fucking huge gash on his head and like we're walking in there he's been got his ass beat got his head split open he's been stabbed three times 
And I said, damn, what happened to him? Oh, one of the gangs asked him to do something. And he said, oh, I'm not a gang member. Well, you know, look at the motherfucker now. So you got to think as a kid, like you're seeing shit like that happen. You're going in there and you're talking about, oh, you know, I'm just going to do my time. I'm going to lay low. A lot of the times they don't allow that. They don't, they don't allow that. So they, you're they, always they, gonna they, stick they, up they, with your they, race. Even then, like, even if you're in your cell, your cell, you said, "Let's ride." Mm-hmm. If you're not riding for your race, at the end of the day, you become an enemy, and nobody else gonna pick you up. Even like that, like how he's saying is, so a lot of people that you get in your cells, there's a lot of politics with the cell position too. So cellies, cellies have to ride for each other. You know, like if your cellie has done some dirt. Like, say if your celly's done something wrong, you got to ride on your celly, regardless of how close you are. I told him. you about my homeboy, like, yeah. he, had to, he had to take that walk. Yeah. Only reason he let him walk, because everybody knew he was new. Yeah. Because he was in. My homeboy went in. Yeah, think about it. I came in the Navy when I was, I was 18, 18, yeah. 19. That's when my homeboy went, went to prison. Yeah. So they knew he was a little boy, so they let him ride. Otherwise, he would have got fucked. Fucked yes. up with a for being a tree jumper. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel you. So, like, a lot of people, like I said, a tree jumper, a chomo, all that shit, like, they have a special place for them in the prison and in hell. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, bro. That's my my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, so, like, them motherfuckers so, get touched constantly in bro, prison. All the reason he he thought he, they tried to separate old boy, he went to gym pop because he said, I'm good. And he found out he won good quick, yeah. right? Yep. So a lot of them. Yeah, because, because because he had a little bit of money, so he thought he was gonna pay for protection. He'd be, yeah. able, he'd be able to pay yeah, it off. Sure. But Cash found out. Cash checked his paperwork, found out what he was there for. Yeah. At paperwork and check out, and then boom. That's another thing we talk about when you check your paperwork. Any inmate has they can go to the law library and see your paperwork. So if you think you're gonna slide through their cacks is doing something against a woman or a child, you're not. Rapist, child molester, you know, you're going to get what you got coming to you. And I agree with that. You know, I don't give a fuck if, you know, I'm not in the prison system, but, you know, even here to, in, like, my 24-7 day life, you come to my house, you're a child molester, you're going to get what God's coming to you. Exactly. Somebody tells me, hey, you're a child molester, you're going to get, you know, I'm going to do my best to take your head off. Shit, and they like, do the same in prison. Shit, even if we, like, we had a homeboy on a boat, Dude, I could say a homeboy. I'm just talking about a fellow sailor. Um, I was new to a command. Dude's happened to catch him watching porn, but he's watching little kids. Dude got drug out his rack and stomped out. And this is when my, my first son was born. Yeah, bro. Like so I, I had to watch on him. He's like, and I'm new. He's trying to, hey, cook. I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. Man, I, and I kicked him in the face. I'm like, bro, I want to hear nothing you got to say. Don't say shit to me because bro, to talk a lot of them, they go and they think they're going to slap through the case. No, you're not. Somebody's always going to know what you do, especially when you do crimes like that. You know, like, and I'm not like glorifying anybody else that's in prison, but dog, if, if you're raping kids or women, you know what I'm saying? You're going to deserve what you're going to get and they're going to give it to you. Exactly. They, I've done seen them fuck them up, stab them, torture them, fuck them multiple times. You know, that's that's what they got. They got what they was coming to them. And I sit behind that statement. Exactly. 